What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of our Trendsetters podcast series. Today, I'm joined by Emerson Hodis, who I'm not going to tell you exactly what he does just yet. Um, Emerson, rather than telling us what you do when going into that mm-hmm. rabbit hole that all podcasts do, we're going to do things differently. Okay. Tell me, what is the impact of what you do? Okay. Um, so I'm a sales manager at Chief of Staff Kansas City, um, and I specialize in recruiting uh, and finding my clients' candidates for their job. So um, the impact that I make is really, well, it's, it's twofold. So for candidates and clients. For candidates, obviously, you know, I make an impact helping them find new opportunities. Whether I'm taking them from, you know, unemployment to employment or, you know, just being a lot of people get stuck at their jobs and they don't really know how to go about the job search, um, you know, in this digital age on their own because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, through technology and everything, it's really hard to stand out if you don't have someone vouching for you. And is that changing a lot in the market? Yeah. How how people acquire new jobs, do the job outreach. I'm curious to hear, like, um, obviously you're not oldest or most experienced and like recruiting yeah. Saturday, yeah. but what have you seen thus far? What's changing most, particularly in the industry with recruiting? Like, yeah. is it all digital now or what does that look like? So honestly, like with, you know, I mean, it started with like CareerBuilder and Monster and all those job sites that are just essentially just resume dumps. But, you know, now uh, ZipRecruiter, Indeed, all those, all those new sites uh, give job, I guess, Give so many more job postings to, to companies and it just literally floods them with candidates. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now that everyone's on social media, everyone's comfortable with computers, um, you know, there's just, you know, if I post a job, I'll probably get, you know, a hundred different applications. And so if I'm a small business, right, yeah. it's hard for me to sit there and go through all those applications and find the, you know, the most relevant, the best candidates out mm-hmm. of, like, you know, pulling a needle out of any stack. So, yeah. Where we make an impact with our client base, which is usually small to medium sized businesses, probably like, you know, two to a hundred million dollar companies. Mm-hmm. It's really just saving them time more than anything, because as a small business, that's what's, you know, most important yeah, to you. Yeah, time uh, yeah, exactly. And so if you don't have the ability to hire your own recruiter or your own HR team that can sit there and, you know, sort through all these applications, go through these extensive interviews, know the right questions to ask. Um, you know, that's really where we come in and help make a difference is, you know, we take, you know, we go out and recruit all of our own candidates. A lot of times, you know, companies will even send us those job applications they're getting on their own that they can't sort through. So we really just help, you know, save time. We meet all of our candidates face to face. Mm -hmm. You know, we have an hour long conversation with them, not only just talking about, um, you know, the job that they want, but also, you know, what their preferences are for a potential employer, because, you know, as much as it is, you know, finding a job is also finding a career, finding a home, you know, and that's even more important, especially in what I do, more HR administrative focus, where the soft skills of personality really comes out more than anything. Um, you know, accounting is a little bit different, but again, you know, one accountant can go into one job and do the exact same thing, but the culture for two different yeah. companies is completely different. So mm-hmm. we really do take a deep dive. Our process is really thorough. So. You know, that's that's really where we make an impact with our clients as well as our kids. Yeah. Just making sure we're finding the, the right match for them rather than just giving them jobs. Because it's got to be a right fit from both sides. Yeah, exactly. I know from, from, from my experience when um, I was a co-founder with an agency, we ballooned up to like 11 people mm-hmm. on staff. Um, a lot of which our hiring process in the early days, uh, which we learned was like homies. Yeah. We, call it, we call it the homie hire. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, oh, my buddy, whatever knows how to do this, let's hire him. Uh, or, you know, a brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, of which we quickly learned 
doesn't work. Right. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So now obviously we, we've learned our lessons. Um, now we, we don't necessarily follow the homely hire yeah. strategy, but I can tell you, I think the biggest thing for us has been finding the right fit from both sides. It's not only can this person, is this person the right fit for our role, but is our agency the right fit yeah. for them? Exactly. And us being a small startup agency, right. you're going to work more than 40 hours a week. Likely you're going to be thrown in and wear multiple hats. So for a lot of people, that's not the right fit. And it sucks for me to like say no or to yeah. not pursue that. But I know for a fact, it's like, it's not going to last and, and work right. And I think right. with today's particularly small businesses, so much of growth we think is factored around market timing um, and the overall economy and this marketing channel and this growth channel and so on when in reality it seems to be that deploying the right people to to those matters significantly more no yeah so definitely. you know the companies with the best team members typically it's like it's it, it, i mean it's like professional sports right whoever has the most talented right. team is likely gonna beat everyone else right you know that's that's why the Chiefs are so good right now. Right. And how, how, why is Nick Saban consistently good in college football? It's because yeah. he's good at recruiting. He's good at finding that talent and breaking That's all good the talent and coaching them up. You know, Because mm -hmm. um, you can have all the talent in the world if you can't coach them up, if you can't manage them properly. If they get super stuck on where they are, if they're not, you know, being maximized to their, you know, greatest potential, they're going to get, you know, pissed off and they're going to want to leave and go somewhere else where they, you know, can have their potential and strengths maximized. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's something I'm super passionate about is when, you know, candidates come into my office and sit down and say, you know, like, I, I really like doing this, but I'm just, you know, I'm stuck. Like, I don't have any more room for growth at my current company or, you know, I wish I could be doing this. Like, this is what I'm really good at, but I'm not really, you know, providing the opportunity to do that. And it's like sitting down and understanding what really makes someone, you know, what really drives someone and then being able yeah. to find them an opportunity where they're just, I guess, you know, their whole skill set is used. Um, you know, that's that's really what you know gets me out of bed every morning. Yeah. And when I get home at night and I, you know, go to sleep, I'm happy with my yeah. work because I'm. That's the impact. I'm so you mentioned how that impacts and that why something else you do is you you spearhead. I don't even know. Networking is not the right terminology yeah. at all, but you spearhead a local group mm -hmm. um, that meets consistently. Um, I'd love to hear. Not necessarily how that process came to fruition, but what does that look like now and what's your vision for that in the future? Yeah, yeah. So the, the group's called the Loop KC. And um, really, the, the reason I came up with it and through, you know, one of my mentors, Scott Havens, who's been an extremely, you know, helpful you know, person in my life, just mentor-wise, and then also helping me get the group off the ground. He runs a group called Taco and KC, and it's kind of a, you know, spinoff of that. But really what we want to focus on is, um, I guess creating relationships first and foremost. Um, and, and these are friendships more than, you know, business connections at the, yeah, at the beginning, yeah. because, you know, the, the group itself is, you know, 22 to 28 year olds right now, fresh out of college into, you know, like, I guess everyone born in the nineties, essentially is yeah, the age yeah. group. And yeah, 99, you know, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> so what we realize is like, you know, we go to a lot of networking events, we build these relationships, but, um, you know, a lot of times when I was networking early on, I was the youngest person in the room. Yeah. Um, and I was meeting a lot of cool people where I was going to one-on-one -on -one coffees with business leaders. And, uh, you know, I was getting a ton of value out of it, but I wasn't really able to find like a group in Kansas City or specific events like, like by young people, more young people. It was always either, 
you know, an organization throwing a yeah. like a millennial networking event or a company throwing like a specific one for young. And I think we can identify with that being right. you know our value promise in Asia, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, buy young people for young people. I love, yeah. love the mission. Yeah. And yeah. so the the goal is to create friendships first and foremost that are the foundation for future business, right? Mm-hmm. And so we realize that you know being a little bit younger right now. We don't have all the the say or I guess the power to make decisions at our businesses, but we know that you know we're trying to identify future business leaders. So in the next you know four, five, six, yeah. you know, ten years, you know we will be in those mm-hmm. spots, right? And so who are you going to do business with? The people you've known and trusted for years, right? So our goal is just to get everyone in a room. Uh, you know, obviously we'll have you know speakers and events where you know we're you know learning from very successful people, but a lot of these are just happy hours social events where we're just, you know, getting together, talking about, I guess, talking shop, essentially. When I first moved back here and I started, uh, you know, networking with people, um, you know, I, I love my high school friends to death. I love, you know, my, my group of friends, but, um, you know, I, I would, you know, try to talk shop, talk about, you know, my job and stuff, and they just weren't really having it as much. And, you know, I mean, obviously they, you know, love their jobs and everything, but I, I wanted to find people that were super professionally driven and, um, you know, people that are going to make a bit, not like a big difference here in Kansas City. Yeah. And so um, it was more just to find those like-minded people that, you know, kind of get that and are trendsetters, if you yeah. will, uh, and get them all in a room and um, just, again, provide a platform for people to kind of, you know, do what they want and get what they want out of the group. So I think that was the quickest thing I learned coming out of, you know, when I decided to drop out and go full-time with business was surrounding myself with the right people. Like, right. if you look at your sphere of influence and who you're listening to and advising, I kind of have, like, my, my mentors over here, my large level influences and role models, per se, at a national level. Yeah. Um, and then even my clients I was working with, and then I also have, like, you know, family, friends, so on. It, it, it's, like, it's like, love you, but I'm trying to go in a different direction. Like, right. I'm trying to do this. And when you kind of, I think being a younger individual, especially when you don't have it all figured out, we hear those spheres of influence and we let it dictate our decisions. Yeah. Um, when in reality, I found what, what I found ironic is like, why should I listen to someone else giving me advice on something if I don't want to do what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm hearing from a, a 45 year old accountant. Awesome. Like, great living. I'm sure they have a great family and this, that, and the other, but they're advising me like, well, don't drop out, like get your degree and do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even if that's right, why should I listen to that advice? Right. Like, I'll listen to LeBron about how to play basketball. I'm not going to listen to LeBron about how to play tennis. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's a yeah. different game. So yeah. when I start changing that approach, but I love that you've created that. It's all about this, that, that, that influence. Like, who's right. in your circle? What I find so interesting when you go look at, like, some of the, the most successful entrepreneurs, and then you look at, like, I, what I find so interesting is, like, how Elon Musk, like, if you look at the founding team of PayPal, mm-hmm. or the first 10 employees, they're all studs now. Like, one went on to found Yelp, mm-hmm. uh, the other Peter Thiel, uh, the other, like, Elon Musk. Like, you look at that squad, and it's like, could you imagine, like, they would just go out on Friday nights and yeah. have a good time yeah. um, after probably working, like, 20 hours. But, yeah. but you get the point. So it's like, who you associate with matters so much, because it's, and it's not always consciously. You can always, like, say no to those those touches, but subconsciously, it's going to eat at you. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you want to, again, surround yourself by people that are going to push you and drive mm-hmm. you, right? And so if you, because the reason I love this group is that even though we're so young, like, 
you know, a 23 year old will be able to talk to a 27 year old, which you don't think is that big of an age difference, but in yeah. terms of your early career, that's a oh, huge yeah. difference, right? Yeah. And so younger people are able to, you know, talk and get advice from people that are still, you know, they're comfortable with. They may not have all this experience networking, talking to, you know, 50 year old business leaders, but you know, you can talk to someone in a social setting, grabbing a beer and saying like, Hey, you know, how do you approach this problem in your industry? Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you know, again, just that, that, I guess it's a platform for people to just get together and think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's, what's really cool about it. And like moving forward, you know, I want, I really want to, you know, expand the group rather than it just being a, you know, a gathering type, you know, networking group where we can, you know, take it one step further, start, you know, allowing people to, you know, develop their own personal brands through, you know, the, I guess some content that we'll start putting out here yeah, in the future. Yeah. Allowing people to, you know, uh, I get, I guess get people involved in nonprofits and charity events and start giving back to the community. And then, you know, one thing I, you know, really, really, you know, wanted to do is create like a panel of just thought leaders within mm -hmm. the loop to then go give back to the Kansas City community. So, you know, um, a lot of a lot of times in what I do, I get approached by my clients talking about like, you know, how do I how do I hire, manage, attract, retain young talent? Because that's you know, in, in such a short labor market right now, mm -hmm. um, you know, retention is the biggest thing. Yeah. Especially with younger talent as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you know, they they have options. They they're skilled and they're entrepreneurial, right? right. Like the amount of kids I know that also have side hustles is mm -hmm. scary. Because yeah. I. It, I just fear, you know, myself. Maybe you guys have side hustles. You guys have your cold brew company. You guys can do that if you want. Regardless, <laughs> my fear is like I'm going to employ people, and they're going to spend half their day getting what they need to get done, and half their day getting their side hustle. Right. Not that, not because I fear that their side hustle is going to take off and do something against us. More so, it's like if you're working with us, I want to make sure that this vision works works for you. And right. So I think that's what's so interesting for employers now is today's kids like they're not just doing the nine to five mm -hmm. they're doing the nine to three and then they spend two hours on linkedin building up their side side right. hustle consulting business right. and then they build the rest at night and then they're waiting for that salary to get up from that to then leave fully so right. it's it's just like it's scary yeah i mean and going back to like what we we're talking about maximizing people's strengths is like if you're not like fully engaged at work if you're not mm -hmm. consistently being challenged and you know have, have managerial support that pushes you to grow in your career, you're going to look for that on your own, right? You're yeah. going gonna to talk to people within the loop and maybe, you know, get involved in something else outside of it, or, you know, you're going to find that avenue one way or another. And so like going back to the point about the panel is like, I, I want to get people together to, you know, go talk to companies, like where it's essentially just a Q and A of like five people that are, you know, in their twenties right now going to talk in, going and talking to executive teams mm -hmm. about, you know, exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah. Like how, how do we see certain issues within a company? Like what do, you know, right now with Gen Z employees, um, you know, flexible work schedules is the number one thing. Like in 20, yeah. I was just reading an article about, you know, 2020 trends. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that was a huge one is, uh, you know, now that Gen Z and millennials are down here starting to dominate the workforce, you know, where, what do we see shifting, uh, yeah. forward in that? was the number one thing about it. So, you know, again, and it's, I, I guess the group in and of itself is just, you know, thought leadership, 
uh, right now, mm-hmm. first and foremost, within our age group. And I feel like you do a, a great job of that with Gen Z. I try to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I try to just spam the yeah. hell out of LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, that's what I always hear from people. It's like, dude, you have that LinkedIn algorithm and show full. Like, yeah. you can't go on there without being blasted by your content, which, you know, when you push out like five pieces a day, it helps. But yeah, I mean, that's my goal is like, you know, one day, uh, it's not today too. That's what's so interesting. I, I get that question a lot. Like, why do you confine yourself just, just to Gen Z? Like, yeah. It's not sexy yet. Headlines are starting to come out a little bit more, but right. brands investing into Gen Z, it's like very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I see is 10 years from now or five years from now, when Gen Z is like the next, millennials have been the most research gen- generation yeah. ever. Yeah. Same thing's gonna happen with Gen Z because so many brands lost with the millennial wave. They're gonna be fearful. Millennials killed everything. And when that, yeah, exactly, right? It's like, yeah. no, you killed yourself. Right. Like, right. did you read? Like, look at that. Uh, <laughs> so, same thing's gonna happen with Gen Z, and I will have at that point so much brand equity towards it right. that we'll, we'll be at the default. And that's the vision, at least. Um, yeah. So, that's me spilling the deets of what we're trying to do. Right. Now, I wanna go into our final segment real quick. Which is like spilling, spilling the deets. So I'm gonna ask you to finish the sentence. Doesn't yeah. need to be specific. Could be a run-on sentence. I don't know grammar. Um, what is the number one strategy that you're adding to your arsenal in 2020? Hmm. I need to figure out this for a second. Or what is one strategy in adding to my arsenal? So you mean like professionally or just? I think a combination of the two. And I, I mean, personal branding might be in that a little bit. I see yeah. a lot of people adding on that. Well, to me, it's more like, again, with this, the loop group, mm-hmm. yeah, play on words, but you know, <laughs> what, what I really want to do is maximize other people's potential. And that's, I don't know if that makes sense, but what I want to do is like, I'll, like, I guess, use my ability with this platform to, I guess, get the most out of people that like, so for community service, for example, a lot of people want to get involved, but they don't really know how to go about it. Specifically, mm-hmm. they don't know the right groups or who to talk to to get involved with that. So I want to open up the loop platform for people to be able to, you know, recruit other people to do things. Or I guess with some of these other things I've been talking about with creating content specifically, you know, I've already kind of started with the networking stuff, with my own personal brand, with my own content, doing stuff like that. But yeah. I want to bring other people. You want to make want, it frictionless for others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just want to, you know, help other people realize that, you know, they can can do it too. And it's yeah. not really yeah. that hard. There's not too many barriers to entry to, you know, get involved or make your own content or your start your own personal brand and whatnot. And so I guess that's, I guess what we're yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to focus yeah. on. That's huge. Yeah. So I think the final question, what are, what are you most looking forward to? Like, let's say a year from now. Mm-hmm. Like, what will happen, what will change, and what you'll be looking forward to? Um, I honestly think with my company specifically, we, we just brought on a new president, Casey Wright, yeah. in, uh, in June. And I, I've just seen a complete culture shift in what you know we're about. So we've always been a really, really solid administrative company. And now that we have Casey on our accounting finance as his background, we just brought uh, Lisa on to run our HR team. Um, and so we're really just, I guess, establishing verticals so we can be very specialized in what we do. And so what I want to, you know, a year from now through all the marketing that we've been doing and the branding that we've been doing and just the quality of work that we've been providing to companies around Kansas City, I'm really looking forward to us, uh, growing more than we have. Like we just hit our revenue goal that we set for 2020, like this month. 
yeah. in yeah. 2019. So we we you know grown at a good pace. Accelerate that but, growth. Yeah. And cool. so we're we're about to hit the ground running in 2020. Sorry to scale. So I you know I'm looking forward to awesome, growth within the company internally to becoming Kansas City's go-to firm for you know, county finance administrative and HR hires and. Uh, you know, I just want to get involved more operationally within the company as well, helping get helping the company itself grow while also doing you know the sales, the recruiting, the marketing, everything. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just looking forward to uh, the future of the company and helping it grow. Cool. Well, I appreciate having you on. Yeah. Um, we can find you on LinkedIn, correct? Is that yes, kind of the best correct. platform for you? Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm on on LinkedIn, and then uh, you can follow our chief of staff page as well. We put, yes. we post most of our content there. We have a uh, uh, recruit a roundup on Fridays and then uh, chiefs of staff on Mondays to meet with those. The chiefs of staff, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes. Very, awesome. very entertainment focused content, not as value based, but yes, no, yes. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it.